from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Hello and good Monday morning to all my live from America family members. How are you? How was your weekend? How was your morning? Did you get right with God this morning? Did you put some Bible into your soul before you put some food into your belly? I sure hope so and I hope you had a great, great weekend. Uh, As you know, my favorite shows are Monday mornings. Definitely Monday mornings. Why? Because I'm so built up with what has happened since Friday evening until now. I just got to get it all out. And I know you guys, um, you know, see it all weekend too. As much as we try to spend time with our families, you know, we still have to keep up on what's going on because you never know when you might uh, be called up, if you know what I mean. So, uh, Yeah, one heck of a weekend. Today is July 19th, year of our Lord, 2021, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and uh, welcome to the show. Folks, got a great, great show lined up for you, as always. I work really hard to make sure that uh, the right information is being reported on. And I got to tell you, you know, while I don't have my own journalists out in the field, it seems like... Life from America has a jump on a lot of other major networks as far as what we talk about. I've just, just this weekend started seeing stuff that was reported that we were talking about two weeks ago. So even though we don't break stories, those usually happen in small communities or, or the cities themselves. And then, of course, picked up by everybody. We do jump on things a lot sooner than a lot of other people. So please, folks, I'd like to get uh, 7,000 people watching live on Rumble today. That would be great. The, uh, the, the record here, I think, is like 7,200 on a live video. So that's all going to be on you guys. You guys got to do that. We got people watching on YouTube as well. And, of course, we got the Roku family, which is just growing massively huge right now. So let's go give some live shout-outs real quick. Vicky is watching. Cindy Bass. Good morning, Jeremy. Hello, everybody. Cindy here. Good morning to you, Cindy. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, Jeremy, so glad you're here. Happy to see you, dude. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm so ready to rumble. Christopher from the Sunshine State of Florida. Becky 80 is watching. Sharon Roth said it's lonely. I would assume weekends you're talking about but i'm glad that we're back here all together now you make mondays better jeremy good morning from bc canada thank you very much british columbia up there in canada um I know you guys are going through a lot up there as well. Uh, I see and hear things on LFA many times before I see them on other content creators or even Tucker on Fox. Thank you very much for acknowledging that because that's one of the reasons why I do a show at 11 and 5 so that we can grab those uh, headlines and and, and talk about those things that are happening uh, before everybody else. It's part of the reason why. People are saying that they're in Facebook jail. Congratulations to you. Congratulations. To all of you who are in Facebook jail or who are uh, banned from Twitter or anything else right now. And uh, let's give one more shout out here to uh, Anita in Brienne, Pennsylvania. Let's shoot over to YouTube and say hello to Christy Cummings watching from PA and Mandy Marie watching from Arizona. We've got Mark Fenner says uh, good morning from Long Island, loud majority. We had a lot of people who, who jump on prior to the show and just sit and chat. And that's my one of my favorite things to do. Bobby Martinez from San Diego. And let's see, Heather Red. Heather Craddock, how you doing? Good morning to see you. Great, uh, great long weekend. And Elizabeth Chuckleyberries, and of course, of course, we got a shout out 
all of those folks who I see come across in the morning times um, who are monthly donors. Um, we went from about 800, I think it was 850 two or 853 monthly donors we're down to about 810 now but you guys um the the guy the, the people that are fund this show monthly you guys i wish i could shout out all 800 of you but what i'll do is i'll, I'll look in the morning and I'll, I'll grab as many people that i see can and and uh smile every time i see a name and then and then write a few names down to highlight so james mahoney thank you very much uh gene bag ralph uh, bagwell thank you very much pamela garrison Laura Holes, Carolyn Bertuccio, I hope I say that right, Kelly Hartman, and Levi Williams. Thank you all very much for your morning or for your monthly donation. Uh, like I said, it's the lifeblood of the show, and all of you who do it, if I've never given you a shout out, I'm so sorry. I do try to uh, make a, uh, if I've seen a name that I, I've said before, I try to put another name in there that I haven't. But, um, and I'd also like to, uh, Thank Joe Blystone. We mentioned Joe Blystone last week as running for governor, and uh, his team reached out to me, thanked me for mentioning them on the show. So apparently, somebody close to Joe Blystone watches the show, and all of you guys who um, who are going to be voting for him, you're lucky to have him in your state. It sounds like he's a stand-up guy. I mean, I think two members of his team and uh, two other people who watched the show that that wanted to uh, vote for Joe Blystone that work on his campaign, they all reached out to me over the weekend and said thank you. So we're going to have Joe Blystone on the show. I'm very honored to have him on the show, and I'll be asking some of your questions beforehand so that we can ask him those same questions. Also like to ask for prayers for Justin Sinkovich. Justin Sinkovich lives in Vermont. He's a family member here on Live from America. He's a Marine veteran of Afghanistan, and he's asking for our prayers because he has contracted the Tony Fauci virus. Uh, so, um, Justin, uh, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for your service, sir. God bless you, and we will definitely put you in our prayers, and we know that God will keep you safe. I mean, uh, just hang in there, keep healthy, and um, you know, you'll come through this just like the flu. So God bless you, brother. Thank you for, for reaching out. I'd like to thank Paul Janney. Now, Paul Janney uh, actually sent me uh, this in a picture before he sent it to me, but I got an LFA coaster here, which is awesome. I'm going to put my uh, start putting my coffee on that, but he also sent this shirt in, which I'd like to thank him for. Uh, another great shirt sent in right here on Live from America, folks. Check that out. Isn't that awesome? Dog tags with a heart uh, for the necklace and uh, over the American flag saying thank you. Thank you, Paul, very much for sending that. Now check this out. Somebody else sent this. No name. No name. And a lot of people do send things anonymously, but I want to show it when they do come in. It says Trump won, save America. So I got a Trump won, save America hat. God bless whoever sent that. Again, I don't know. But then, got a nice little gift here from the FBI and the CIA. A little tote bag. It says, I mean, it's not the CIA, the Department of Justice. Check that out. Department of Justice and then Federal Bureau of Investigations. Really nice tote bag. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that the, uh, the DOJ and the FBI are becoming fans of Live from America, seeing how they're, you know, sending gifts. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't sent by the DOJ and the FBI. They wouldn't send me a gift. Come on now. Not Biden's. Not the Sniffer and Thief's uh, FBI and DOJ. No, that was sent to me from somebody who watches the show and uh, as, as, a, as a little gift, as a little uh, little comedic, comedic gift. But I want to thank you very much. And, and don't worry, uh, she's asked me not to mention her name, and I, and I won't. I definitely won't. But thank you guys for all the gifts. I really appreciate it. And... Um, you know, as far as the prayers go, you know, I, re I read a lot of prayer requests every week and just know that you're all of you are always in my prayer. I mean, 
anytime that I pray before the show or during the day to break the day up, you know, like when I'm in here in the studio and I'll read a little bit and I'll get down and I'll pray a little bit. I always pray for the audience of Life from America. I always pray that you have, what's that? The armor of God. I always pray that you guys have the armor of God protecting you uh, wherever you go, wherever you evangelize, wherever you're gathering. And uh, just know that you're always in my prayer. So thank you very much. And speaking of prayers, folks, it is that time to get to the verse of the day. If you are not getting the newsletter every morning, but you're signed up for it, I know a lot of people um, you know, say, hey, I'm signed up for your newsletter, and I'm not getting your, your newsletter every morning. And I don't know why that happens. Sometimes the tech giants of the world will automatically redirect those once in a while to your spam folders or to your social social media folders or to your garbage folders. So just check out all your folders. And other than that, I don't I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why. We got about 11,000, 11 to 12,000 people on the newsletter. So um, just go to jeremyherald.com. If you're not signed up, scroll to the bottom of the front page and you'll see where to sign up for the newsletter. Today's verse of the day is going to come from um, Psalms. 1051. Now, what I titled this was Spreading the Gospel. Is it hard? Is it hard to spread the gospel? So, going to Psalms 1051, I got this first today and I figured it'd be a good time to, to touch on this. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Let the whole world know what he, what he has done. Now, we talked a few weeks ago about when Jesus told us he would come back. He, would told, he told us he would come back when all of the world has heard the gospel. And that's what it says here. Give thanks to the Lord. Proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. So I titled this letter, again, Spread the Gospel. Spreading the Gospel. Is it hard? Question mark. Now, it may be embarrassing to do it. It may be scary and cause you anxiety to do so, but there are different levels to evangelizing. And I know this because I've been through a lot of them in the last five, six years. A lot of different levels to evangelizing. I remember when I first went to buy a Bible in 2016, my very first Bible that I went to go buy myself right after I started my journey with Jesus. I was so afraid to do so out of fear of judgment which is why I started the free Bible program on my website, which, by the way, I'm about 250 requests behind. I'm chipping away as I can, and I will send out about 10 Bibles today. But that's exactly why I started the free Bible um, segment to my website, because I was so afraid to go buy a Bible out of judgment. I mean, come on. I mean, why, why should we be afraid of that? Isn't that odd that my mindset was set to being afraid to buy a Bible? Tell me that isn't Satan hard at work. Now, there are ways to start spreading the gospel that aren't so hard for you. Start by saying God bless you every time you thank somebody for something and look at their reaction. Something just as simple as saying thank you, God bless you. Now, I started doing this on the phone to utility companies and other places that required a phone conversation. 99% of the people won't say anything back. And those who do say, you too. I would bet that their companies don't allow them to engage in that kind of conversation. I then went on to saying it in person to people, from the phone to in person. When I'd cash out at the grocery store, when I'd buy a ticket to go to a movie theater, when I'd go through the drive-thru, when I'd talk to the mailman, when I'd pick my kids up from school, etc., etc., 
I'd say the positive reaction went from 1% saying, you too, to about 30%. So evangelizing in person had a lot larger effect on people than on the phone. From there, I went to speaking with my non-believing friends and family members about what I had read in the Bible and what I experienced becoming a Christian. You see, the ultimate goal here is to turn people to the path of Christ, and then he will do the rest. You don't have to worry about saving them, because you can't. And you don't have to worry about doing it a right way or a wrong way, as long as what you say to them turns them to God. From there, I went to praying openly in public, which gave me the confidence to make a make a huge part of, make it a huge part of my podcast. And then I started a clothing line called Armor of God. The reason for starting this clothing line was to be a walking billboard for Christ, so that people would see my shirt or hat and instantly start thinking about God. You see, folks, there are levels to spreading the gospel. Finding out what you are comfortable doing. And then start there. Find out what you're comfortable doing and then start there. Watch your heavenly confidence grow. And watch God do his amazing work. In Jesus' name, can I get an amen, ladies and gentlemen? Woohoo! I'm telling you, we all have different levels of confidence. Where do we get our confidence from? Heaven. Where do we get our courage from? Heaven. Where do we get this kind of direction from? Heaven. Okay, so as long as you are asking God to pro, um, to progress you into spreading the gospel or evangelizing, then you're going to be fine, and you don't have to worry about anything. Again, if you are worried, if you're scared, if you're afraid of judgment or anything like that, just start out small. Start out small. Okay. Um, I see a lot of people talking about evangelizing through their churches and things like that, and that's what it's all about, folks. That's what it's all about. Again, before me and my wife decided to even think about becoming Christian, we wanted to put our kids in church, regardless of the fact that we were um, not following God or not, because we wanted to give them a good moral value uh, standing in life, to a foundation to stand on. Because we knew people going to church, I said, "Do you have you ever met a Christian with a bad life? She said, no. I said, neither have I. So maybe there's something to it. Let's give our kids this kind of... Uh, but we were going in as half-hearted Christians. We didn't know anything about it. We just wanted the church to do it for us. And then we got the, the, the opportunity to see the gospel of God, see the word of God and see the grace of God and the mercy of God. And then we actively got involved with our kids and helping them as we were also learning our way to Jesus. So let's do the Lord's Prayer, folks, and then we'll start today's Live from America. Please remove your hats and say it with me as saying it together is going to make every angel in heaven rejoice. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen, folks. Amen. Uh, some corn pop says, I would love to hear your full testimony, Jeremy. Well, um, when I spoke at a church um, in Newport, New Hampshire about six months ago, I actually gave my full testimony. And maybe someday I'll do it here. I just think people come here for, you know, for the show and not so much of a full testimony because it's a long one. It's a long one. And when you hear about how it all happened, like the, the transition, you're going to be like, what? 
how did you go from that to that? But, you know, how did Paul go from killing Christians to advocating for Christians? You know what I mean? All right, folks. Are you ready? YouTube, Roku, Rumble, iHeartRadio, podcasts all over the place. Are you ready? Because it is Monday morning and we're ready to rumble here on Live from America. So the first and foremost section of today, let's talk about it. It's been on everybody's mind all weekend long. The take my ball and go home, do nothing, swamp donkey Democrats who fled their job, who fled their duties that they swore they would uphold to the state of Texas. All apparently now five of them have tested positive for the Tony Fauci virus. Now at first... We thought, oh, well, that, see, got it work, you know, striking down a George Floyd, uh, George Floyd mural with a, with a, with a bolt of lightning. And then, uh, you know, uh, the Democrats get, uh, COVID as they flee from their duty and flee from truth and flee from justice and flee from what they swore on a Bible to uphold. But the, more, but the more the weekend went by, and the more I saw this unfold, and the more I saw people's reactions to it, and the more I saw the lamestream, mainstream, fake news, liberal media react to it, and the more I saw the conforming message around this, and then when I seen uh, cackling Kamala Harris make, with no haste, her visit to the Walter Memorial Hospital, I started thinking, folks, I don't think these five uh, swamp donkey do-nothing Democrats have the Tony Fauci virus. Number one, I've said to you for a long time now that these, the left has has used, has has um, has weaponized, and will continue to use and weaponize COVID nineteen to fit their agenda. And you could pretty much blame it on anything. I mean, I can't get a washer in a hardware store because of COVID. I can't get an air conditioner in a Walmart because of COVID. I can't get bananas because of COVID. Uh, things that don't even relate to things about COVID. Oh, the bike trail's closed because of COVID. I mean, they can literally say anything they want to fit COVID to their narrative, narrative to use and to weaponize. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're saying and claiming that they have COVID now because they don't want to go home and face arrest. Or is it because they don't want to go home and do their jobs Or is it a combination of the two? Or is it a combination of the three? Watching the fake news media work over the last five years, understanding how they work, seeing how they conform their message, seeing how they they start uh, weaponizing things to fit their narrative, it's not hard to see where the mainstream media is going here, okay? Because not only do they fit the narrative of, oh, we're going to have to stay here a little longer, we can't go, which puts off the vote even longer in Texas because they're trying to kick the can down the road as far as they possibly can illegally, and then they'll try it legally so that so they can use this uh, whole COVID thing in 2022 for mail-in ballots and all this other stuff. They don't want these laws changed. So I'm thinking, okay, they don't—they won't have to fly home because they have COVID, right? Because they can't go home. And then if they do go home, or if they did get home, they got a quarantine, right? Because they were sick, they got COVID, right? So that pushes the pushes it out even further. And then I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. Then they can also push the fact that we were all vaccinated, but the unvaccinated are are infecting us. So the unvaccinated are infecting the vaccinated, even though the vaccine was supposed to work. And if you took the vaccine, you could take your mask off and go into all these places because you're not going to get sick anymore. But it seems like the ones that took the vaccine are still getting sick. And the ones that didn't take the vaccine are not getting sick. But the ones that didn't take the vaccine who are not sick are somehow 
contracting the virus but not getting sick or having symptoms and passing it to the people who were vaccinated, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And none of it is backed by science, but they get to use it for all of these different agendas, strategies, and narratives. Isn't that funny, folks? Isn't that just funny how that all works? But then it gets even better. Hold on, I need a sip of coffee before I just keep... But then it gets even better because cackling Kamala Harris decides she's going to go visit the infected. So now that we know that the vaccine, the people that took the vaccine, are apparently at more threat to the Delta variant uh, than the people who didn't take the vaccine or whatever the heck is going on, she decides to go visit them in person. No, 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 no. We just did Zoom for a year and a half because we were afraid of catching the virus. But cackling Kamala Harris decides, I'm going to go visit the infected, the Delta Airlines narrative variant... (laughs) (laughs) right? The Delta variant. I'm going to go visit them in person. Now, if that's the case, Kamala Harris, then why aren't you quarantined today? Because if we were going by, you know, not spreading misinformation now, and we're going by the CDC guidelines here, shouldn't anybody who comes in contact with infected people, especially of the new variant, that we just don't know what could happen, aren't they supposedly supposed to be, I don't know, quarantined? segregated and if that's the case if she was exposed to infected people then that means that sniffer and thief beijing biden corn pop himself was also exposed and shouldn't that make mean that the entire white house illegal administration that is occupying our house that we pay for right now should be i don't know quarantined i mean shouldn't they go back down to the basement you see what i'm saying here folks i highly doubt coming back full circle circle back, right, that any of these swamp donkey, do-nothing, lame Democrats have anything. I would be willing to bet they are not tested positive for anything. And if you are, show me proof. Yep, show me proof. Well, we can't do that because of HIPAA. Oh, exactly. (laughs) All I can say is it's totally fake news. Just fake. You proved our point. So if we're asking for you to show us proof that you've been vaccinated because you're trying to use it as an excuse to not do your job that you swore that you would do with your hand on a Bible and in front of your entire state of Texas by law, if you're not going to do all of that and you got cackling Kamala Harris putting herself at risk by being in person with them, at least show us that you've tested positive for the Delta variant. We can't do that because those are medical records and those are personal. (laughs) Exactly. You see, folks, nobody got COVID. That's my opinion. Not a single one of them. Not a single one of them. Now, here's the other thing, too. They have not been arrested yet because they've not gone home yet. They've not been arrested yet because they've not gone home yet. My message to Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of the great state of Texas, whom I've had the honor of having a conversation with, meeting, got a video with him and everything, great guy. My suggestion to him, who probably knows how to do his job a heck of a lot better than I do, is to make them examples. Arrest them when they come home. Make them examples. And you know what? Deny them bail, just like the Patriots are being denied bail In Washington, D.C. Deny them their right to a speedy trial. Why not? It's good for the goose. It's good for the gander, isn't it? Isn't it? 
So anyway, folks, that is going to wrap up the first and foremost section of today. We're going to take a quick break, grab a drink of coffee, and I got something to tell you while we're on this break. Be right back. More live from America right after this commercial. Hey, War Room Posse. Real America's voice and the War Room's voice just got louder. Look, we're rolling out throughout the country because of this grassroots movement and support that you give us. The fight against the corporate interests, the extreme left, the woke media, the woke corporations, Wall Street is only going to get tougher and more meaningful. You now can see us on your local TV stations. Check out locally where you can get Real America's voice and the War Room. Check it out. Real America's Voice in the War Room coming to a TV station near you. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change. And welcome back to Live from America. So here's what we're going to do. Since this is a social media um, foundational show, since this show started on social media, and since the power of the family of this show, regardless of where it goes from here, will always be social media centered, from now on when we do commercial breaks, you know, for digital TV, not only am I going to take that time to show you some great positive, you know, conservative, patriotic businesses that are like on the America Strong page, but I'm also going to take that time to speak with you guys on social media. So while I have chat rooms pulled up on three different places, I'm going to take that time to talk to you guys through the social media platforms, the comment sections, and maybe answer some questions that are asked or at least comment two things that are being commented on because I think that's important. I think that uh, you guys and me, we are the beginning of all of this, and you guys and me will be at the end of all of this regardless of whatever happens in the, in the middle. So I think we're going to use that time to make sure that we do some... So Because a lot of people have said, I wish you'd have time to talk to us on social media when you're doing the show. Can't think of a better time. Can't think of a better time. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and give the Smarty Award of the day today. So let's go ahead and cue that beautiful drumming, drum roll sound effect, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, the Smarty Award, July 19th, 2021. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of this gentleman's name before, but he definitely deserves the Smarty Award right here. And that is uh, Sheriff Alex Villanueva. I hope I said that right. Alex Villanueva. That's what his name is. And he is the L.A. County Sheriff. And the reason why this brave, patriotic soul gets the Smarty Award of the day here today on Life from America is because he says he will not, I repeat, not N-O-T, enforce L.A. County's mask mandate that they're trying to push on people. So, saying, I'm not an anti vaxxer he says but the science from the cdc does not prove to me that i need to mandate or to arrest people for not following any kind of mask mandate the science isn't there folks what does bannon always say he always says it's got to be it's got to be scientific it's got to have data it's got to have the receipts it's got to be substantive there's got to be something there other than we just think you should do it 
So the L.A. County Sheriff, Alex Villanueva, says he will not enforce the mask mandate and basically saying he'll leave it up to you to make your best personal choice. Now, businesses out in California are still so brainwashed and... And, and, and left-wing crazy that they're going to they're gonna say, get out, get out, get out here. Meanwhile, their mask is down here, their nose is out. Get out. How dare you try to kill grandma again? You're going to kill grandma again. I mean, let's just, come on, come on, folks. But either way, big shout-out to L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva. And I think maybe, ladies and gentlemen, you should um, reach out to Alex Villanueva, especially if you live in L.A. County or the surrounding areas. Reach out to him. Tell him thank you. Give him. Your signs of support, because you know what? People are going to come down on him like a, a an ungodly fire. They're going to come down on him. The left is going to come down on him so hard. And one man, one woman can only withstand so much pressure. Unless they're wearing, of course, an Armor of God t-shirt. Then you can withstand everything. Maybe we ought to... That's what I'll do. I will send Alex Villanueva, and as well as many, many, many wonderful patriots who I owe some stuff to um, for being such great patriots, and I've reached out to them, asked them for their address. I'm going to sit down later tonight, and I'm going to uh, send a, an Armor of God shirt to Alex Villanueva, um, because I think he, he's going to need it. Don't you guys? Reach out to him, show him your support, tell him thank you. We have 6,400 people watching on Rumble, folks. Thank you so much for getting this out there. Now it's time to talk about Fulton County, folks. Fulton County is blowing up, is blowing up. Now we've got some people that are just coming back on vacation that said, please, touch on what's going on with the, the, the vaccine. I think we did that in the very first part. And they said, and please touch on what's going on with the election because we've been out for a week. First thing I would tell you is go back to Rumble or Roku and watch those videos from the last week so you can catch up. Second of all, let's talk about Fulton County, okay? Massive flip-flopping going on there, okay? He must be friends with Swamp Rat, Tony Fauci. Here, let's set Tony right here so he can have a front seat, front row seat to the show. Maybe he'll learn something. Master Swamp Rat, rat face Tony Fauci there. Apparently, he's been hanging out with Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger because, as I reported last week, Brad Raffensperger is now calling for his own election officials in Fulton County to be fired, which begs the question, why won't you fire them? Because Brad Raffensperger is the head of the election uh, department in Georgia. So why can't Brad Raffensperger actually fire these election officials? I don't know. Who fires them? Who fires them? Fulton County? Do the Fulton County commissioners have to fire these guys? Do, do the people get together and fi fi fire these folks? I mean, who fires county election officials? I would assume that it would be Brad Raffensperger since he's the Secretary of State. Either way, he's now flip-flopping just like his buddy Tony Fauci, and he is calling for a full full investigation and, and, and a resignation or at least a, or a firing from his top election officials in Fulton County. But, ladies and gentlemen, um, all of that misinformation that was flagged on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all those other big tech companies for saying that there was election fraud in Georgia all came from Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp last year who said no fraud happened. You even had Brad Raffensperger try to get President Trump in more trouble by doctoring a video, editing it, and then ship shipping it to the uh, Washington Post and the New York Times. Okay, so all of that, um, you're spreading fraud and misinformation. You are now banned from posting for seven days or 30 days. All of that came from what these election officials in Georgia said, but now they're flipping the script. And they're saying uh, there, there was some fraud that happened and people should be fired. Again, this is what Democrats do the best, folks. After they do this. 
they do this. They point fingers. That's the best thing that they can do is point fingers at somebody else. And that's exactly what's happening right now. So should all of us who got suspended, banned, shadow banned, or censored over the fact that we were spreading information, real information about what happened in Fulton County, Georgia last year, are we going to get some kind of, um, I don't know, uh, reparations? Can I get some reparations? I mean, I'm still waiting on white privilege. So, I mean, since I don't have the white privilege in, can I, can I get some reparations? Can I get some some kind of uh, refund, some kind of some kind of discount or something on something because you guys illegally um, shut me down and shut my free speech down, even though what I was saying was right? I don't know. That's just a thought. But now, ladies and gentlemen, Fulton County Board of Commissioners Chairman, who I thought maybe would be in line to fire these folks, Rob Pitts is calling for an all forensic audit in Georgia, not just Fulton County. He is calling for all Georgia counties to have forensic audits. And here's why Georgia probably is bigger than Arizona. Yes, both of them have presidential election fraud cases going on and will open up to even more, right? But Georgia has Senate seats at stake as well. So not only would we be able to prove that Donald Trump won Georgia and get those electoral votes. But Warsaw, Warnoff, Ossoff, whatever his name is, he wouldn't be there, and Purdue would be in. Think about that, folks. Think about if we had the White House and the Senate, which we know we, we, we also have the, the House too, because, you know, we can just point out many, many, many cases of fraud from the White House all the way down to the, to the House of Representatives. But that's why Georgia is so so big. Now check this out too, folks. I think I saved this. Hopefully I did. Here we go. <clears throat> Voter GA put this out. They just put this out this morning. Voter GA, uh, uh, Voter GA announced today it has evidence election result discrepancies in other Georgia counties may be worse than those presented in Fulton County. Well, isn't that something? This, of course, why Rob Pitts is calling for this. Um... The revelation came as Voter GA formalized its call for a truly independent forensic audit of all county results for the November 3rd, 2020 and January 5th, 2021 elections. Voter GA first announced support for a statewide audit on July 5th, and then it goes on to say, um, Voter GA explained how a review of newly released public documents led them to amend the Fulton County complaint to add counts for these audit discrepancies. And then they put some bullet points here. 60% error rate in the 1,500 plus batch totals for the reported audit results. Seven falsified tally sheets containing 850 votes for Biden, but zero for Donald Trump. Think about that, folks. That is like that is like Hugo Chavez numbers. That's like Hitler numbers. You see what I'm saying? And you understand the correlation between the dictators and the, and the know-nothing sniffer and thief that I'm talking about? It's no possible way to get 850 to zero. It's no possible way to get 100 to zero, period. It's statistically impossible, impossible to mathematically impossible, which is probably why the Democrats have decided to make up something called Common Core so they could even uh, dispute math. I, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to some more bullet points. Over 4,000 that were duplicated in reporting of the audit results, three days of missing Dropbox chain of custody forms for over 5,000 ballots, and missing tally sheets for over 50,000 ballots that were not uploaded until months after the audit results were initially published. I'll drink to that. Mmm. Mmm. 
ho, 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 ho. folks, and it goes on and on and on. But long story short, Georgia is a cesspool. Arizona is a cesspool. Philadelphia is a cesspool. Now, I'm not talking about the, the place and the good people. I'm talking about the politics there and the people who are running these election scams. Michigan, Wisconsin, every one of them. And now Wisconsin's calling for a full state audit. They already had 210,000 ballots that were supposed to be sequestered that never were. You got a lot going on here, folks. You got a lot going on. Um, so that's what's going on in Georgia, and we'll keep you reported on that. Now, here's the big one that I wanted to, to talk about today. OAN reported over the weekend on the VAERS numbers. Now, we've been talking about the VAERS numbers for a long, for about two weeks anyways. Here on Live from America. Remember when I was giving you the numbers reported by VAERS, which is a you know, uh, CDC government website that produces numbers for the American people? Now, I think they're always underproducing. I think they're padding numbers or underproducing real numbers, but that's just me. But we won't even go there to that tinfoil hat, you know, conversation. Let's go to actual numbers. So a few weeks ago, I started talking about VAR numbers. I think it was two, two and a half weeks ago. Nobody was talking about that. Fox wasn't talking about it. Newsmax, nobody. I was so happy to see OAN report this over the weekend. I was so giddy and so happy. OAN stock went up a point in my book. Not that they weren't up high anyway, but check this out. This was just reported this weekend by OAN. OAN reported on VAR's numbers, finally. And like I said, we did it two weeks ago here on Live from America. But here is their latest numbers. Now, they're different than my numbers because this was a few weeks ago. Check this out. From 2007 to 2020, there were only 3,001 deaths from vaccine complications. From 2007 to 2020, 3,001. From December 1st of 2020, which is the end of the year, through July 13th, which is not even seven full months, 2021, there have been over 9,000 deaths. That means in seven months, there has been three times the amount of deaths reported than there was for 13 years because of vaccine complications. That's not me. That's coming from a government website. And then I see a video this morning where a doctor was saying that VAERS just got a lawsuit um, uh, filed because there was 45,000 deaths in three days that aren't being reported. Now, I don't know the validity of that because it is a lawsuit. Apparently, there must be some evidence behind this lawsuit. I saw the video this morning. So we'll keep an eye on that. But I wanted to talk about what our own government is telling us. And what our own government is telling us is that three times the amount of people have died in seven months than in 13 years. 13 years versus seven months. 3,000 versus 9,000. Hello? And you want to shove this shit stuff into kids? You want to shove this into into, into, into schools and, and, and high school students and and uh, and um, uh, elementary students? You want to put this vaccine into them? You want to do what? And parents are like, yeah, yeah, just shoot it right in, just shoot them right with it. No, 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 folks. When you have numbers like this. YouTube is probably going to try to suppress this information, I'm sure. Facebook is going to probably try to suppress this information. I would be curious to see, if I was on Facebook right now, I would actually post these numbers on Facebook and see what they say. See what they say. And I would even probably post a link to it and see what they say. I guarantee you that the very first thing that you will see is a COVID disclaimer at the bottom. And then about 
a day or two later, you'll see PolitiFake or uh, or USA Yesterday or one of them flag it and put a gray, a, a gray filter over it saying, this post has been moderated for blah, 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 false information. I didn't put these numbers up. Don't blame me. I'm just the messenger. Blame the actual federal government for this. Now, here's the other thing, folks. People always ask me, why, why is President Trump pushing the fact that he made the vaccine so, so widely? Why does he want everybody to know that he was the one who pushed this vaccine through and he got it through if there's this much hesitancy taking it? Look, I, I don't know. I wish President Trump wouldn't do that. But uh, apparently President Trump sees it as, as an amazing feat that his uh, administration accomplished. And um, I don't know. That is the one thing that I literally um, disagree with President Trump on is the pushing of this vaccine. It's the one thing that I disagree with him on. And it's okay. It's okay. One thing I told you is, is this new GNP, this new Republican National Party that we are uh, implementing. We can have disagreements. We can have disagreements because it's our differences that make us stronger and we can have rational conversations. Rational conversations. So... Anyway, I really wanted to get reporting on that because I couldn't believe that OAN finally was doing reporting on it. And I'm seeing Newsmax as well start reporting on election fraud. So people are starting to say, you know what, I've had enough. Uh, somebody said, Jeremy, look up Tom, Len Tom Wren's lawsuit for them hiding deaths. That's, where I, that's what I was referring to about the 45,000 deaths in three days. I saw that too. I don't know the validity behind it because I, don't, I didn't see the lawsuit. I will be looking into the lawsuit and see what they're, see, I know what they're alleging, but I want to see what kind of proof they have behind it that shows 45,000 people died in, you know, three days. So, um, Trump does not want to think he made a mistake on the vax, but it's not his fault. No, I agree. I agree. These pharmaceutical companies are all in on some weird stuff together. And I believe that they're doing it with the left. Um, and I believe president Trump was put between a rock and a hard place. He was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. I get it a hundred percent. I get it 100%. So, I mean, it's it's that 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 whole thing with President Trump and the vaccine, I'm I'm it's just I, I just don't I don't I am not in favor of it of the vaccine, so I'm not in favor of President Trump talking about it. But again, it's not going to make me turn away from him. It's not going unless I found out that him and, and Fauci were in bed together this whole time and working together this whole time and there was this complete conspiracy behind then I would be like, "Yeah, but that's not I, that's not the case." That's not the case. Um so anyway, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back, obviously, with some more Live from America. Fill up your coffees. Be right back, folks. Come on. You ever wondered what... Oh, of course we get in this kind of a commercial. Trying to play a good commercial here. There we go. The majority of produce brands you're buying in your local stores is imported produce, and it's putting the American farmer out of business. Patriot Foods is fighting back by providing U.S.-only produce. Choosing the Patriot Foods brand is how you can support the American farmers, families, and our service men and women. Patriot Foods has family that has fought in the two major world wars. We strongly believe in your patriotism and your willingness to do what's right for your country. We need your help. Please join the fight and demand your country's brand in your local stores. We thank you and salute you. And back with more Live from America. I got a chance to read some of the social media comments there as well. Um, Jeremy, he would, not force us to he would not force us to take it. He's all for civil rights. 
hundred percent. And I, I agree. People said he did it to open, reopen the country. We're talking about pushing and making the vaccine. He did it to reopen the country. Again, like I said, he was stuck in between a rock and a hard place. He had to do it. And he had to do it in Trump fashion, which was under, under budget and ahead of schedule. I, I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same thing. I, I, I'm just saying my personal feelings when I hear him talk about it, I start to cringe. You know what I mean? I just start to cringe over it. Um, Blue A, thank you. Good, 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 uh, good suggestion. I appreciate that. All right, uh, we're going to give the first Dum Dum Award today, so let's click that Dum Dum button. And the Dum Dum Award of the day, folks, right into that Swamp Donkey bucket because it's going to the Swamp Donkey left wing NFL, the National Football League, and their commissioner. Oh, Goodell, Roger Goodell. So Roger Goodell announced that they are going to, for the 2021-2022 season, they're going to play the Black National Anthem as well as the National Anthem. So apparently we have a Black National Anthem and a White National Anthem. And I'm reminded of the days where Whitney Houston, actually in 1992 I believe it was, sang a great rendition of the National Anthem. And I could guarantee you that if I went from 1992 all the way to 2021, you would see many, many, many Americans who happen to be non-white singing the National Anthem. So I'm wondering what the problem was all those years with everybody just singing the National Anthem. Because just by the simple statement of we are going to play the National Anthem along with the Black National Anthem, already divides and conquers. You are already saying that the regular national anthem, oh, say can you see, is white, and the black national anthem, which I couldn't tell you two words of, is black. Now, here's the crazy thing about that. Okay? I asked a couple black friends that I have if they know the black national anthem. Guess what they told me? What the heck is the black national anthem? Exactly. I would be willing to bet that 99% of the people in this country who happen to be black do not know what the black national anthem is. This is virtue signaling. That's all this is. This is the NFL and Roger Goodell trying to continue to be a woke franchise so that they can please 0.0001% of the population who know what the Black National Anthem is, regardless of what it is, regardless of the statement of that they're playing it or not. This is another year that, unfortunately, the NFL will not get my viewership, will not get my eyeballs, and will not get any kind of money as it pertains to merchandise or anything else, which really stinks because I grew up a massive NFL fan. It was a part of my life, probably the biggest sport of my life. I grew up a Bears fan. I grew up a Cubs fan, and now I can't watch Cubs or the Bears. I, I just don't know. When did we become more than one nation? The national anthem is our national anthem. So how are there more than one nation inside the one nation under God? The unity. The whole thing is stupid. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. And the NFL won't get another dime of my money again this year. So what is this? Year three? Year four? Ever since Kaepernick did that. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Ever since Kaepernick wanted to be some woke loser, the whole country has now had to pay for it. And... Again, I'll go right back to it. Everything that Democrats touch, they destroy. They're kind of like children. You know how children break everything in their in your house? You buy them something, they break it. You buy you something, they break it. That's how the Democrats are. Everything they touch, everything they turn their attention to, everything they look at, everything they talk about, everything they're around, they destroy. 
And they've destroyed the love for, for sports, for crying out loud, all the way up to the Olympic level. They are so stupid. The NFL is so stupid. I hope they follow the same fate as the NBA. I hope they follow the same fate as the, MB, uh, the MLB, NASCAR, and the rest of these woke companies who decide they want to try to please point nobody of the population. Point nobody percent of the population cares. Nobody cares. <sighs> All right, folks. we got a lot more to go through. The show might go longer than an hour today. My apologies. Remember when the sniffer and thief said, I don't know if there will even be a Republican Party in 2024? Actually, he said it more along the lines like this. I don't even know, folks, I don't even know if a beer party in a 2020 party. That's probably how he said it. But you all remember when he said that just a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago, right? I don't even know if there'll be a Republican party in 2024. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. Because even though they've tried to shut you down on every social media platform and have been massively and wildly successful at it because of the big tech being, you know, their partners... Now, ladies and gentlemen, they are trying to shut down news outlets like they've never done before. Okay, they can complain. They can say, oh, Fox News spreads misinformation. Or they can say, oh, OAN or Real America's Voice News or Newsmax, they spread misinformation. They can say that all they want. They can say, remember, remember Obama saying Fox News was just a, uh, just a, like a satire news organization? They can say all that all they want. It is their Op, uh, option to, to say that kind of stuff. Thank you, Java Girl. I appreciate that. However, when they start labeling what Newsmax, OAN, Real America's Voice News, Fox News, or anybody else who has an opposing different view compared to their narrative, when they start labeling that as hate speech or when they start saying that they are murdering people because of their speech, well, then it goes into a whole new realm of being able to shut down and silence your opposition, right? Don't believe me? I got a video for you. Don't believe me? Just watch. <laughs> Don't believe me? You'd like to see it? Here it go. This is Biden, the sniffer and thief, the illegal illegitimate president, resident, who's living in our White House. And this is his U.S. Surgeon General talking about how these news organizations are murdering people. Yeah, you heard me. Here we go. To that point, you said that disinformation coming from so-called bad actors is also to blame, blame for this. And I want our viewers to have an idea of disinformation being spread on the right. Take a listen. There's nothing more anti-democratic, anti-freedom than pushing an experimental drug on Americans against their will. The idea that you would force people to take medicine they don't want or need... Is there a precedent for that in our in our lifetime? I feel like a vaccination in, in a weird way is just generally kind of going against nature. I wonder if that person has ever flown in an airplane or a car or taken an Advil. But uh, besides that, uh, President Biden did accuse social media platforms uh, of killing people. Do you think conservative media like Fox News are doing the same? Are they killing people, too, with rhetoric like you just heard? Well, then I think all of us, including the media, including individuals, health professionals, have a responsibility to share the truth about health as science dictates. As science well, then tell it to it. us. Then give us some and, truth. You, you know, unless we do that, unless we are honest about the consequences of our communication with people, 
unless we are rigorous about ensuring that what we communicate is actually sourced from science and not from opinion on critical issues like the vaccine, then we are going to ultimately put people at risk. And that is my, my great worry, Dana. There are people all across our country, and I hear from folks all the time, struggling to make decisions oh, struggling. after this very difficult oh. year we've been through people deserve to have access to accurate information they deserve to hear that from their leaders they deserve to hear that from the media they deserve to see that on platforms online and that they need that information to be able to make decisions to protect themselves and their families that's the least we can do for them and my worry is that uh, all this is misinformation that's floating around it's having a real cost that can be measured in lives lost, and that is just tragic. Dr. Murth. <sighs> what a stupid statement to make. But, is it stupid? Or is it a narrative? And the narrative is, let's start planting the seeds that social media companies who allow right-wing extremists and white nationalists on their platforms, and... Regular media outlet companies who've built their businesses up to give a right, center, right point of view, they're all murderers. They're killing you. They're killing grandma, killing grandpa, much like Andrew Cuomo did and Governor Whitmer did in Michigan and New York. You know, they killed old people. Killing people off left and right, Fox News. And, get this, the sen that Surgeon General, that same Surgeon General, says that they're putting lives at risk and that this is a national security threat. Hmm. Remember when... I'm just trying to think here. Remember when there was a party in like the 1940s who decided that they were going to silence their opposition and ultimately silence the people who said anything about them? And brainwashed, 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 brainwashed everybody else into believing what they said is harmful to the world. Do you? I don't remember who did that. Um, the guy had a little mustache like this. I'm just trying to think of what. It wasn't Trump who was the fascist who wanted to silence his opposition. Uh, oh, that's right. It was Hitler. Democrats, Hitler. Nazis, liberals. Ah, kind of like a mirror image, really, If when you look at it. If you put Nancy Pelosi's face in front of a mirror, what looks back at you will be a tiny little man with a short mustache who wants to silence his opposition. That's pretty much what you're going to find. If you put Biden in front of a mirror, you're going to see somebody with a hat on that has some weird symbol on it doing this. That's pretty much what you see here, folks. What you see is what you get. And what you pay for is also what you get. Get what you pay for. Get what I'm saying? Anyway, pretty dangerous stuff. Anyway, let's move on to another dangerous person who's ignorant and uh, who has no place on being in front of a camera or any kind of uh, influence whatsoever in the American people, and that's Amy Klo Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar said this, just like they are ramming this $3.5 trillion infrastructure stimulus package bill through, and they're doing it through reconciliation so that they don't have to, um, so any Republican doesn't have to have any opposition towards it, which I think is completely ridiculous. I don't think you should be able to do that at all. But anyway, they're doing that today. But she says she's going one step worse. And let's go ahead and cue this, shall we? give Amy Klobuchar the dum-dum of the day because she's saying that voting rights are part of infrastructure. 
She's saying the infrastructure of our com country isn't just physical infrastructure, but also infrastructure would envelop and have a, an umbrella. Underneath of that umbrella would be voting rights. So she is claiming that the Democrats should ram through H.R. 1 and S.R. 1, basically nationalizing voting, through as reconciliation so that you don't have to vote on it in the Senate or in the House, which is completely illegal. You're not going to be able to do that. You're just not going to be able to do that, but they're going to try. So don't be surprised if the Democrats in the next few weeks start talking about, well, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema don't want to come along, and the Republicans are racist, and they want to kill everybody, so we're just going to ram through voting rights and H.R. 1 basically through his reconciliation, which they can't do, but definitely they're trying to do it. So reach out to your senators, reach out to your congressmen and women, and say, no, stand up for this, get in the way of it now, get ahead of it, cut the head of the beast off before it, before it gains any power, and start doing something about it right now. Because I'm telling you, this is going to be the talking point for the next two or three weeks. Mark my words. Mark my words. Now, what happened in Washington, D.C. this weekend? I'm sure you guys all seen the video. I'm sure you've all seen the video where the lady wouldn't stop talking over the over the the loudspeaker that was happening. Uh, but we all did hear it. We heard we we saw it from different angles and we heard it from different cameras. We saw lines and lines of government SUVs along with what looked to be like the the Beast, which is the car that the President of the United States rides in, and a few more cars that look like that that are always probably riding for decoy. We saw all of them heading out in a very, very quick fashion from the Capitol building. And when I say very quick, if you see some of the videos, you see reporters and Secret Service and other people that were in that group running from the Capitol building alongside the, side of the right side of the Capitol building to get into these cars. And then over the loudspeaker, you hear something about President Trump and, uh, or, or Trump and Kennedy just released. And they're going to basically, they want to block off the avenue so that the cars can get through. Trump and Kennedy were just released. So when you hear it, when you play it over and over and over again, which I did this weekend, I'm sitting there trying to hear if that's exactly what it said. Trump and Kennedy released. Trump and Kennedy released. And I'm thinking to myself, is that what they said? I can't make out exactly what they said because the woman wouldn't stop talking over the, over the loudspeaker. Meanwhile, she was saying what was said on the loudspeaker, but she wouldn't stop talking about it. However, I did play it about a thousand times, I'm not going to lie, from two different phones. I got to hear this. I got to hear this. I watched it. I heard it. I listened. I saw it from other camera points, uh, camera uh, views, and I saw it, uh, heard it from different audio. And you do hear something about President Trump. You do hear over the loudspeaker them say to, to secure the avenue, uh, or they're going to be going down the certain avenue, and it is Trump. And I, it was really hard. I couldn't hear Kennedy or not, but the name Trump was definitely said out loud. It was definitely said out loud. So I don't know if President Trump was there, what he was there for, if he was there. I don't think anybody really knows. But when you see the video, when you see the video, and, and I found it on um, TikTok was the first place I saw it. Somebody sent it to me on TikTok because that's where the lady posted it from. And when you see the video, you're like, and you're, and you're trying to listen to it, you're like, what in the heck? was going on. And like just like Claire said, we know it wasn't Sniffy Joe because he was in Delaware. So President Trump was definitely in Washington, D.C. Because you've seen the Secret Service, you've seen the cars, you see the people running out there, you've seen them get into the uh, cars. Now, I wouldn't say it's John F. Kennedy Jr. or anything like that. I'm not cueing you. It could have been Senator Kennedy or whatever if they did say Kennedy, but I know for sure I heard them say Trump. So what was he doing in D.C.? 
Is there anybody that's going to report on this or give us any kind of insight as to what happened? I was looking for um, um, the, uh, the the journalist guy who's always covering things in Washington, D.C., but he wasn't there. So uh, KH1221 says, I heard Kennedy more than Trump. Well, there you go. So we all heard different things, but I would definitely go look it up. It's probably all over Facebook. Or they've taken it down. I don't know. But uh, something's going on there. Something is definitely going on, especially when you see people running. The way you've seen people running. Let's see if I can find it. Let me Give me a couple seconds here. Let me see if I can find it on my own here. Let's see. Yeah, I couldn't find it that quick. But I'll search for the video. I'll search for the video, and I'll, I'll play it later on, on the 5 o'clock. So, yes, Richard Citizen. I was looking to see if he was covering it, and, and I didn't see him uh, there as well. But uh, I'm telling you, man, there was some crazy stuff going on there, especially, you know what, the, the, the vehicles and, and, the, and the Secret Service, that didn't alarm me. Uh, hearing Trump over the, the loudspeaker and then seeing the people run from the Capitol building to get in these cars, that alarmed me. That alarmed me. So... Why don't any journalists report on this? Exactly. Exactly. All right, folks. Um, moving on. I want to play a clip for you. I told you we were going to run over the hour today, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I want to clip, play a clip from you from 1976. Okay? This is a CBS 60 Minutes special, back when, you know, 60 Minutes actually meant something. Um, and this is from 1976, and it's about the swine flu, and it's with Mike Wallace. I watched this, and I'm only going to play about six and a half minutes for you, but you got to listen and watch this. This is pretty incredible stuff. Check this out. The flu season is upon us. Which type will we worry about this year? And what kind of shots will we be told to take? Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer? that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States, as well as 20 million deaths around the world. See how easy it is to... Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics... I gotta pause this. See how they're just lining people up and, 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 and showing that they're sticking people with... I mean, there's no gloves on, that guy, and there's no, like, changing of any kind of uh, injection gun or anything like that. Just watch this. I'm gonna take this back a little bit. This is incredible machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. 
During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. Two weeks later, she says, she began to feel a numbness starting up her legs. I joked about it at that time. I said, I'll be numb to the knees by Friday as if this keeps up. By the following week, I was totally paralyzed. So completely paralyzed, in fact, that they had to operate on her to enable her to breathe. And for six months, Judy Roberts was a quadriplegic. The for diagnosis... six months, she was a pro quadriplegic. And the diagnosis, ready for this? We just talked about it last week. A neurological disorder called Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS for short. These neurological diseases are little understood. They affect people in different ways. As you can see in these home movies taken by a friend, Judy Roberts' paralysis confined her mostly to a wheelchair for over a year. But this disease can even kill. Indeed, there are 300 claims now pending from the families of GBS victims who died, allegedly as a result of the swine flu shot. In other GBS victims, the crippling effects diminish and all but disappear. But for Judy Roberts, progress back to good health has been painful and partial. Now, I notice that your smile, Judy, is a little bit constricted. Yes, it is. Is it different from what it used to be? Very different. I have uh, a greatly decreased mobility in my lips. And uh, I can't drink through a straw on the right-hand side. I can't blow out birthday candles. Uh, I don't whistle anymore, for which my husband is grateful. It may be a little difficult for you to answer this question, but have you recovered as much as you are going to recover? Yes, this, this is it. So you will now have a legacy of braces on your legs for the rest of your life? Yes. The weakness in my hands will stay, and the leg braces will stay. So Judy Roberts and her husband have filed a claim against the U.S. government. They're asking $12 million, though they don't expect to get nearly that much. Judy, why did you take the flu shot? I'd never taken any other flu shots, but I felt like this was going to be a major epidemic. And now, I was going to stop the video right here and proceed with the show, but I, watched, started, I was watching more of the video as I was getting ready for the show, and I said, no, you got to hear the next three minutes. Because the next three minutes is coming from the government themselves on how they reacted and did this without any real data. Sound familiar? So I decided to play another three minutes of it. So, again, sorry for running over. If you got to go, I understand. But if you're here, make sure you watch this and share the video to people right now way to prevent a major epidemic of a, a really deadly variety of flu was for everybody to be immunized. Where did this so-called deadly variety of flu, where did it first hit back in 1976? It began right here at Fort Dix in New Jersey in January of that year when a number of recruits began to complain of respiratory ailments, something like the common cold. An army doctor here sent samples of their throat cultures to the New Jersey Public Health Lab to find out just what kind of bug was going around here. One of those samples was from a Private David Lewis who had left his sickbed to go on a forced march. Private Lewis had collapsed on that march, and his sergeant had revived him by mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. But the sergeant showed no signs of illness. A few days later, Private Lewis died. 
if this disease is so potentially fatal that it's going to kill a young, healthy man, middle-aged school teacher doesn't have prayer. The New Jersey lab identified most of those soldiers' throat cultures as the normal kind of flu virus going around that year, but they could not make out what kind of virus was in the culture from the dead soldier and from four others who were sick. So they sent those cultures to the Federal Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, for further study. A few days later, they got the verdict, swine flu. But that much-publicized outbreak of swine flu at Fort Dix involved only Private Lewis, who died, and those four other soldiers who recovered completely without the swine flu shot. If I had known at that time that the boy had been in a sickbed, got up, went out on a forced march, and then collapsed and died, I would never have taken the shot. The rationale for our recommendation was not on the basis of the death of uh, a single individual, but it was on the basis that when we do see a change in the characteristics of the influenza virus, it is a massive uh, public health problem in this country. So you see what he just said right there, and he was the head of the C CDC at the time. He said, our rationale was not based on a death or anything, on a significant thing that happened to anybody individually. It was based on what we thought would happen if it mutated, and it's a public health emergency. This is what he's saying. This is exactly how they sound today. They, they, almost verbatim how they, how they speak. It's ridiculous. They leave so much real science out, and they base everything on agenda or speculation. It, it blows my mind. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program, and he pushed it. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st. Wow. By that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world had been reported? There had been uh, several reported, but none confirmed. Several reported, but none confirmed. The journalist asked him how many cases around the world were confirmed and he said well there were several reported but none confirmed they pushed this massive lie and back then they didn't have the the way to get out information like we do today so you multiply what we can do today by what they did back then and it's right on point but they manufactured an idea based on no evidence whatsoever as far as confirmation just reports of that <laughs> I don't get it There had been cases in uh, uh, Australia that were reported by the press, uh, by the news media. There were cases in... Uh, None confirmed. Did you ever uncover any other outbreaks of swine flu anywhere in the world? No. No. Now, nearly everyone was... No, and that's the part that I wanted to play for you guys. That was the part that I wanted to play for you guys right there. So you basically... He said, so you put this whole thing together... And you put it together based on what? You know, based on all, all the stuff that was going on in the world? No, 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 no. So you didn't have any confirmation of anything going, oh, we didn't have any confirmation. We had we had reported, but no confirmation. And he put this entire program together. Now, if you continue to watch the video, it talks about how 45 million Americans ended up going and getting that shot because of the fear-mongering. 45 million. And tens of thousands were permanently damaged from it, if you go on and watch that video. Doesn't that sound so familiar to today? Doesn't that sound exactly like what's going on today? Again, the reason why the left constantly wants to rip down statues and change curriculum is because they don't want you to know history. And the reason they don't want you to know history is because all of the evil things that the left has done 
since the dawn of time, and they don't want you to know about it so they can continue to repeat it over and over and over again. Again, I'll say, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a, a different result. That is the definition of insanity. Now, I'm going to leave you with one more video before we wrap up the show today. And I told you that I always like to leave on a good note, right? And there's no better way to leave the show today, even though we're about 15 minutes running over, than to see Humpty Dumpty himself, Brian Stelter, on his own CNN show, get blasted and mic dropped from Michael Wolf. Check this out. This happened. Michael Wolf goes on Brian Stelter's CNN fake news, you are fake news. show and obliterates him. This is great. Check this out. You know, and, and that's what Trump does. He's, he has spent most of his administration seeing people on television and immediately right. calling them. But maybe that's how um, it but, works but sometimes, I, I don't huh? want you to think... Is that how it works? That's how you get access? I, but I, yeah, but I don't... Yeah, but I don't want you to think that, that, that what I said at that point was in any way inauthentic. I think the media has done a terrible job on this. I think you yourself, um, you know, well, you're a nice guy. You know, you're full of sanctimony. Um, you know, you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media. You know, you come on here and you, and you have a, um, um, uh, you know, a monopoly on truth. You know, you know exactly how things are supposed to be done. Um, you know, you are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. <laughs> You're cracking me up. It's your fault. I, it's, uh, it's, how, so what should I do differently, Michael? I, you know, d don't talk so much. Listen more. <laughs> you know, people have genuine problems with, with, with the media. The media doesn't get the story right. The media exists in its own bubble. Um, That's true. You know, I agree. You, yeah. you, uh, um, you know, you got to stop. I mean, that last segment that 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 I just had to listen to of all of the people saying the same old stuff. Also, you're incredibly repetitive. It's week after week. I mean, you're the flip side of of of, of Donald Trump. Um, you know, fake news, and you say virtuous news. You know, there's a problem here. I mean, yeah, we... Well, well, figuring out, yeah, figuring out what is real is not so, is not so, uh, is not so easy. And, and right. you know, most people don't want to talk, turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, then why'd you bother coming on CNN a few times this week? To roast you, Humpty. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a book salesman. Hey, sounds like it is. Michael, I love talking to you. I'm grateful you came on. Uh, and I guess let's do it again in four years. Thanks. Honestly, it's fake news. It's fake. Oh, by the way, Brian Stelter's 35. Most washed out 35-year-old I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> oh, anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Please make sure you go check out all the new hats. There's four new hats on JeremyHarrell.com right now. And uh, everything that you buy there and everything that you buy on the store helps finance the show. I appreciate it. Also, the two promo codes, uh, if you go to the online apparel store, the shirt store is LFA. And also the promo code for MyPillow.com is also LFA. And Mike's got massive deals right now with, with promo codes. So go check out MyPillow.com. Put in the promo code LFA. Help the show and sign up for the newsletter. I'm going to send out some Bibles right now. And then I'm going to work the rest of the day on getting ready for tonight's show. 
So, thank you guys very much. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one, Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your head up high. Keep your chest out. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you guys. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, for more Live from America. Have a good day, and spread that God.